But yeah, so, so this is the beauty of chess. It plays on God's world. It's a game based on God's world. It based yeah. in God's world. <laughs> well, well, here, something we haven't talked about yet that I guess as we wrap up, the queen sacrifice. Hmm. That idea. So we talked about always trying to like keep everything safe and do even trades and get try to get up on top. But there is a there's there's a moment where these beautiful moves can happen where it is more advantageous to sacrifice your most precious piece. Don't think I will even ask you to make Jesus Lord of your life. That's the most preposterous thing I could ever tell you to do. Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Whether you serve him or not, whether you bless him, curse him, hate him, or love him, he is the Lord of your life because God has given him a name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Some of you will bow out of the grace that has been given to you and others will bow because your kneecaps will be broken by the one who rules the nations with a rod of iron. And I'll not apologize for this God of the Bible. To the For the King podcast, where we proclaim the edicts of the king, namely, chiefly, and ultimately, that Yahweh reigns. Amen. Can you amen that? Give that big amen. Thank you. So I'm I'm joined again with Noah. This guy just keeps sticking around. And we just got done just bawling hard. So we're, so hard. we're dehydrated, sweaty. Um, Noah beat me. I beat Noah. It was a nice time out there playing. We had a good time. Mm. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today, is it? Also, we're sipping on some milk, by the way. Raw, unfiltered, uh, unpasteurized, whole milk. High in protein. I'm a mammal, dude. I like milk. Dude, I can't stop drinking it. I, I know. I You set it down. He just picked it right back. Here, let me get a sip. Mm. Dude, I didn't even do... Like, when I went... Like, I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's a natural I didn't mean response. to. It just happened. It came out of me. It slipped okay. out. People don't drink milk. I want... If anybody that's listening to this hasn't... Hasn't drinking, Drunken. Whatever the word might be. Drunk. If you haven't... Drunked. Yep. If you haven't drunk uh, raw milk, get yourself a glass of, of, of pet raw milk, right? Most states you have to buy it as pet milk. But buy it and drink it. And then right after you drink that, get a glass of pasteurized milk, drink it. You might spit it out. The taste is actually that different. It's insane. It's also ridiculous that raw milk is illegal. It's not legal for human <laughs> use in Indiana. And in a lot of other states. Why don't we pasteurize, like, mother milk when mother's breast milk? And why don't we add yeah. raw breast milk, right? Yeah. Women, be... women are mammals with bacteria in them. Can't they... They can make, make that milk all sickly, can't right. they? They're going to make the baby sick. They're going to make the baby sick. We need pasteurized breast milk. It actually does blow my mind. It's crazy. Um, but that is besides the point. Yeah. That is, that is adjacent to the point we're trying to make. Nice. What we're actually here to talk to everybody about today, we're going to do a little lighthearted discussion. We're not going to go deep into some 
political issue or some theological topic. Um, we're going to just talk about um, chess, the game of chess. And Noah and I play chess on the reg. Mm. Right. Yeah. We're always playing each other, um, which is cool. It's a great way to stay in touch. It's a great game. Beautiful game. Noah is a lot better than I am. I can get him every yeah. once in a while. I, I feel like I'm getting better, but usually Noah will win about 10 games and I'll win one. That's usually about how it goes. That might have changed more that's, recently. Yeah, that's exaggerated. <laughs> Anyways, we really like the game of chess. Um, Noah, do you have any initial thoughts uh, about the game? Because obviously you were playing before I was. Um, yeah. why, why do you enjoy it? Um... Man, well, I've been playing on and off since, like, early grade school, but I didn't start taking it seriously up until about a year or two ago. But now that I'm getting into it, I really like it. First of all, the community aspect of it, I like. Yes, the community's great. Meeting different people. It's like, oh, hey, you play this game, too. It's such an old game. Uh So many different people play it. Um so, and then I also like how old it is. I think that speaks to how good of a game it really is. Exactly. Like, it's lasted for so long, it must be a good game. Otherwise, it wouldn't have lasted for so long. It wouldn't be such a huge game around the world. I mean, like, there's a world chess championship that there's, like, a ton of people will keep up with. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. like the community aspect of it. I'd be able to play my brothers and we can build camaraderie over this game. We can practice strategy. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Big theme in chess, obviously. I like how fair the game is. Yes. There's, the, the there's old, no luck. You get a slight, ever so slight advantage when you play white. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it is, it is virtually um, who is the better tactician. The only advantage is first move for white, and it is, right. and even then, it's like you're up. Uh, when the, the like when the um, the AI evaluates the game, you're only up like point four or point two or point three. When, when just yeah, just by playing white, yeah. yeah, whatever whatever that means. Um, yeah, it's a so it's, it is a, you have the initiative. To yeah, start out. but besides that, um, it, 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 you're right. It is the most fair game. Um, there's a lot of games we play that are based on luck. Um, per se, you know, the, mm-hmm. in God's universe, there's no such thing as luck. There's providence, but the, there is a sense in which there's probabilities. Um, and you can play right. a game that you, the probabilities are unknown to you, but obviously God knows what how the die are going to roll every time you would play a game with dice or cards or things like that. But the game of chess is explicitly strategy in the mind of a human, yep. and it's it's it is beautiful. It's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. And I agree, it is. It's completely, like, in terms of the community, um, it is internationally played. Every culture recognize it, recognizes it as a, an admirable game to play. It's an honorable game, you know. Yeah, it's very formal. Yeah, it you know, is. Like, there's a lot of, um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, like, manners that go along with it. Yeah, like, respect. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, you you shake hands like even in, in international tournaments, you'll you'll shake right. your hands, um, right? To to offer a draw, things like you offer things, offer draw. It would just be like a, actually going on a battlefield and acting honorably against your opponent, even though your goal is to kill them, you know, yeah. in battle, but still having honor in war, you know. Mm-hmm. 
very chivalrous and gentlemanly game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I think most men ought to be able to play chess just because if you can get good at chess, it's going to dramatically shift, um, I guess, how you think about competition. Yeah. It's, there, there's so much to learn from it, and I'm, I still feel like I have such a base level knowledge. Yeah. Well, think about like some of these moves like forks, pins, um, a skewer, mm. uh, like like these different ideas of how or like a forcing move, uh, danger levels, all these different mm. ideas in chess, they do transfer really well into real life. Like for instance, danger levels. If somebody is going to threaten you or try to like, I don't know, let's just take it into the business world. Somebody's mm-hmm. trying to, to win over on a promotion for you. So they're doing the X and Y, Z tasks. Well, when you think about danger levels, you might try to do something even more important than take on more responsibility to win that exchange, mm-hmm. right? So it just all these like a pin, things like that, like these are just making somebody immobile, like, like doing something to kind of force your opponent to do something, right? right? Like you kind it, of have, you have to balance the pros and cons of every decision that you make. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. If your opponent is threatening something, you can either use a defensive tactic to deal with whatever he's trying to do, um, thwart his efforts to defeat you. Yeah. Exactly. Or you can uh, just make an attack and f- force your opponent to respond to you instead of you responding to him. Yeah. And you can see that play out in a lot of different areas of. Uh-huh. Competition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely in, in business. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's stuck around so long? Like, I mean, all the things we've been saying so far, but mm-hmm. um, if you had to pick out mm-hmm. one, if you had to pick out one specific thing, like, I mean, all these are factors on why it's stuck around, but what do you think is like mm-hmm. kind of the most important lesson learned from the game of chess? Or maybe just in your experience? That's a tough question. It's really simple. I think that's yes a big part of it. Anybody can grasp mm-hmm. the game. Hmm. I know that there are still new games being played to this day. Uh, there's so much variation in the game that even at tournaments, you'll be playing and, and somebody will do a bunch of book moves in an opening, and then all of a sudden somebody pushes a pawn that's never been pushed before. There's no recorded game. Maybe in someone's basement, someone's played it. But as sure. far as like what's known in the game of chess, mm-hmm. this is a brand new game. We don't know what's the strongest move next. The engine, oh, yeah. the engine can figure it out, but it's true. There's a lot of variation. Yeah, it's infinite. I think. I, I think there's an infinite amount of games you could play in terms of like it being a new game with the orientation of the pieces. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it a unique game. Mm. That's true. Every time you play it, it's going to be a different game from what you played before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I like the lesson of you addressing, like if somebody's, if you're playing chess and somebody's doing something to you, you figuring out how to get yourself out of a tough situation. Um, like, so there's their strategy in attacking, but also I like the defense in the game. Because mm-hmm. I think I play best in chess. I don't know what you think, because we play a lot. I think I play best when I'm attacking. But when, I I play, when I'm playing on defense... Um, when when, when I'm, the the opponent has a better position and is controlling more spaces, I play a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if it's there's just something inherent in the way I think 
that I, I am much worse on defense. I'm, I'm an offensive kind of chess player. So I don't really know what, how that translates into like my psyche, I guess, the way my mind works. But I don't know what you think about that. But the, the defense thing is a good lessons to be learned there of, of mm-hmm. really analyzing your opponent. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what are they trying to do to me? <laughs> when when you're attacking or playing defense, you you have to be aware of what your opponent's doing, but there are completely different mindsets that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're playing defensively, you're focusing more on what are your potential weaknesses that your opponent can exploit. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of trying to cover those. And basically just build up a fortress, and then eventually um, the one who's attacking will just run out of resources. So that's the yeah. danger of putting together an attack is mm-hmm. if you don't have enough resources to complete it, you're going to end up in a worse position at the yeah. end of it. You'll blunder. You'll be overextended or blunder, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my biggest... When I initially started chess, I... Um, it, well, it's just interesting. I was playing my buddy Palmer last week um, when we were playing chess. And I mean, I just, I destroyed him, dude. I mean, I wiped the floor with him. <laughs> and it was funny because he's like, oh, I didn't see that. Like he kept, it, like he did out the gate. Everybody always does this. They just, they get their queen out the gate. You know, they get the, because they, right. they, the queen's so powerful, they have so many options with the queen. So they say, well, look, I'm safe here. Let me go there. But yeah. then an experienced chess player knows you don't want to, you don't want to bring your queen out that early. You know, no. you, you want to, you want her to be support. You don't want her to go by herself. Mm. You, you use her to kind of be the dagger, the, the, the spearhead of an attack. Yeah. Um, she's extremely powerful. Exactly. So Palmer like took his queen out, overextended, and then I, I punished him bad. Like, I think I got a fork. I got like mm. a check fork on his queen and won, uh, yeah. and won the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels <laughs> really good. Um, but again, it's lessons to be learned there in your own life, like what you're saying. Gather your resources, and if you're going to make an attack, like Palmer wanted to make his attack with the queen, mm. I punished him big time. And that's a good lesson for all of life, for Christian men, you know, mm. as a Christian. Um, what's the, uh, that proverb, build your garden, or sorry, uh, plant a garden before you build your house? Remember that one? Like, prepare, prepare for what you're going to do. That does... Well, Christ says, like, whoever puts his hand to the plow and looks back is yes. unworthy no, that's really of the good. kingdom. That's perfect. So, yeah, there's that basic biblical principle of of wisdom where yeah, if you don't have the resources to complete, if you haven't thought through it to the point where you know that you actually can't complete it, then, I mean... Like, what good is a half-built house? Yeah, that's foolishness. Yeah, and a half-built house, like a full-built house is a blessing. A half-built house is a burden because you've already put so much into it and it's not providing you anything that you intended out of it. Like, same thing with the okay. attack in chess. I put my queen, my knight, and a bishop in a coordinated attack mm. and I actually just got my queen stolen. And now I'm basically ruined, you yeah. know? Or they're... You have all these pieces involved in attack, but then your opponent has four pieces attacking your king, and yeah. you have nothing to do now, and you can't exactly. get your pieces back to help out. Yeah. So you probably just lose. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you think in terms of lessons to learn about, um, like, king safety? That, that's a, that's a big word tossed around in chess. You want to um, 
you you can you can develop a lot of pieces really quickly in chess, but if you don't have king safety, you can be punished very quickly because they can get a chess, win a piece, get into your back rank, yeah. win win the rook because you never you know they can win both rooks right. Say you have an empty back rank mm-hmm. and um, they take a pawn on like b seven or something, and then they take your uh, your rook on a eight. And then they go. Then they check you, and then run across the whole board with the queen and take the other rook. Right? Like that's happened before to somebody. You know, you've you've seen that happen before to a newer person in chess. Sure. It's uh, king safety so important. Mm. Um, and, and maybe maybe there's a, there's like a good lesson to be learned in terms of um, you know you keep you keep your I, maybe, maybe here's the here's the word um, rankings of priorities. For instance, you care like self-government, family government, church government, like a civil government. There's rankings and hierarchies of like like uh, what the king's for, what the queen's for, right? And there's a ranking of um, a man ought to care for his family first before he he tries to care for his friend, or right. right? So if you have to account for your family, account for yourself before you try to do anything external. So take care of your king first mm-hmm. before you try to go on an attack or develop your resources. Sure. Yeah. You know. Right. If you put too much priority on one, on the wrong piece, you're going to end up the worst for it. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. That's a good point. If you put too much priority on keeping your queen safe and you forget about your king. Yes. You're ruined. So, right. So, I think just with how the game of chess is set up, the king is the most important piece. Mm-hmm. So, you have to understand when you're playing that the... You have to keep the objective of the game in your mind the whole time. You want to capture the opponent's king. Yes. You could capture all the other pieces on the board, but if you're unable to get a checkmate, it's... Yeah, you get a stalemate, then you win, you lose on a draw. Yeah. <laughs> you can stalemate so easy. Yeah, no, it's just vanity. Yeah, <laughs> it was vanity. All, every, all the hard work you did. Right. All the toil. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, continue on your point, but yes, it, it would be vanity. Mm-hmm. So, there is wisdom in... Prioritizing correctly. Um, so in the game of chess, that's the king. But then, you know, you can expand that to other areas of your life where you ought to prioritize prioritize Christ above yes, all things. Exactly. Um, the the king, literally, yeah. Right. The king right. Of Jesus. Um nah, that's just <laughs> that's such an easy one. Um man, there have to be so many others. Like it just, it's a basic principle is yeah. right prioritization. Exactly, yeah. Well, and I, again, it's like, why is... like okay, So I've talked about art on this podcast. I've talked about story and literature. I've talked about Bryce and I are going through the gospel scope and the hard sciences and the soft sciences. What do all of these things have in common? If, any of, if anything we do in life is going to work, like if the game of chess is going to be a useful, fun game, mm-hmm. then it has to be embedded in reality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all the, according to the rules. Yeah, there's got to be rules that are, that are like God's rules because a game that doesn't correspond to reality isn't fun, you know. Um, so chess has, um, well, I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should walk that statement back because there's fiction <laughs> games, there's fiction novels. I guess, yeah. but even in the midst of the fiction, they're still they're still abiding by like the laws of gravity or something, right? Sure. Or, or like they're gonna, you're gonna make a story where people are using language and actually communicating. You're not gonna make a story where nobody communicates. Then it's not a story. So there's still gonna be things built into it that are real and true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe that's my point. It's just chess has embedded in it all these principles that are in the proverbs and God's word, 
prioritization of pieces, strategy, yep. um, danger levels, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we can learn. It, that's why the game's good, I guess, is mm-hmm. the point. It's an amazing game. And just like any other game, there's a community that's literally built around the game itself. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I guess I talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, I mean, another game you and I have played, League of Legends. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the community was, was just... awful. <laughs> I, Dude. Yeah, well, people I mean, talking was... to each other would say, like, oh, kill yourself. Yeah. Be, like, Cassie. so m- vulgar. Uh, although... Xbox Live back in the day was probably pretty comparable. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Well, that's a that's a good the uh, the proverb where you put fools with fools, and you you'll get more folly or whatever. I forget what the True. proverb actually says, but it seems like with the the nature of the game of chess, um, it it seems to cultivate a better community because yeah, that's a great point. That that is a great point. Like chess. The fool won't enjoy chess because they're not good at it. They're not able to, to play by the rules. They hate it, right? They're not willing it's, to learn. Either. They're not willing to learn. But the people that get really good at chess are usually very smart, intellectual, respectable people that are wise. Um, so that, that's interesting. It's like, what does that say about certain video games, the kind of community that it cultivates? Like League of Legends is... Yeah, there's a lot of strategy involved with League of Legends, but it also, for whatever reason, has cultivated a community that's extremely toxic. Yep. But chess is very respectful, and people are very nice. The, the grandmasters mm. are always very smart, well-rounded people. Mm. Everybody wants everybody else to improve, so you yeah. can play better, better chess. Play better chess. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, good point. There, there's something to be said there about anything in life. If it attracts the wrong crowd, then it's mm. probably built on shaky foundations. Oh, yeah. In the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the kingdom of God will... It'll draw repentant sinners into it. Exactly. Um, you know, the, the humanist culture will draw... And the socialist culture will draw extremely selfish people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it says a lot about the foundation of ideology, if anything. Exactly. Yeah. It is like, it's chess is a language in a way that anybody can speak. You can have people that don't even speak the same language playing that game and interacting with one another and sitting across the table from one another. Mm-hmm. It really is a very classy pastime. It's a very fun, it's an enjoyable, classy pastime. Um, sitting across from another person and just the battle, battle of the wits. It's great. Yeah. Do you have a favorite chess player? Favorite chess player? Do you watch like Agamator and stuff? Agamator? Agamator or whatever. I forget his... Is that a grandmaster? He's not a grandmaster. He just reviews chess games on YouTube. It's like Agamator or something like that. Oh, I've seen a couple guys like that. Yeah. Um, I just watched a lot of games on his channel. I didn't know if you had watched him. Not sure. I, I've watched some of Eric Rosen. Yeah, I, I like... He's very good. Mm. He's just an IM, though, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, Hikaru Nakamura. Yeah, he's very good. He, I really like how... So, he's a, a, a Twitch streamer. Yeah. So, that's how he gets the majority of his revenue. But, like, I think he, the way he goes about it is really smart. Um, 
I mean, not only is he very good, but he's leveraging his skill to build this. Uh, I mean, once he's building the community of chess, like around people watching him play. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's just he, he talks about how, or he has said, the thing he enjoys most about life is streaming. Um, but I mean. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to how to say it. He, um, man, now I'm losing my train of thought. Well, what I've noticed about him, he he really was kind of the trailblazer for streaming and building the community of chess online. Mm-hmm. He was the trailblazer for it. He really got it popular. I, I remember over COVID when he really when he really shot. I remember when he hit a million subscribers. Like I was watching him back then. I, I remember when he really first started coming around. Um, and he, he again, he's an amazing chess player. He's a grandmaster. He's, he's an American grandmaster. The only mm-hmm. probably American player that's better than him is Fabiano Caruana or whatever his name is. Um, but Carcaro like, is great. But he, he really did kind of set the pace for people streaming online. And then you get guys like Eric Rosen, Gotham Chess... You know they're getting really popular now, and it really was yeah. Hikaru. Like they, they they say it was Hikaru that kind of started it. Um, so he does like yeah, he loves the community. When he watches stream, he really engages with people and he enjoys it. And it just like anything in life, we're made we're made in the image of God. We're made for community. God is triune. He's made us for for community. We mimic him in the sense of community. You know, community. You know. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like um. There was a, a chess player, I don't know how old he is, but his last name was Murphy. Um, mm. He was a very, very good player. American? I don't know if he was American. The the, the picture they always show of him is black and white, but his, his games are super cool to watch. He was a very interesting player. Mm. Um, and then, um, what's the Americans? What's the Americans in the 70s that took down Kasparov? Uh, Bobby Fischer. Oh. Bobby Fisher's games are really fun to watch. He was he was a very uh, creative player. Everyone says like he wasn't like like he obviously he was a grandmaster or sorry a world champion. Yeah. So he was amazing at chess, but in terms of all the world champions, he was like one of the most creative. And then Gary Kasparov was super creative. Yeah, he's yeah. everybody. Everybody knows Bob Gary. Oh, Gary, dude. Old Gary. Watching his games, I mean, yeah, he, he was. I think he he held the world champion like the longest, right? I'm not sure. Or, or very long. He had a very long run yeah. of holding his title. Um, and then right now, obviously, it's Magnus. Magnus is very good. Yeah. Norwegian fellow. Old Maggie. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite player? Yeah, I know you said you like Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, I mean, no. Not really. I. Eric Rosen's really entertaining. And he teaches well. Yeah. There's nobody in particular that I like really just enjoy watching, but there aren't that many people who I have watched. Yeah. So Yeah, it's more fun just to play. Mm. I guess I was just thinking like when I'm learning, I usually do Gotham chess, or I was watching a lot of Eric Rosen for a while there. Um But it's I guess one other thing we haven't mentioned about chess. How much memorization there is. So it's not yeah, all, it's all about patterns. Yeah, yeah. It's memorizing patterns, checking, checking nets, 
um, things like that. Yeah, and there are some more. So I'm doing some of the lessons on chess.com. Yeah, there are some interesting tactics that you can use in endgame scenarios where it's like you have a pawn and a rook and your opponent just has a rook and there's like this really basic thing you can do where it's like you move your rook to the sixth rank and it has to be the sixth rank for some specific reason so it's like uh, I don't remember exactly what it is but it's just kind of interesting that over the years people have just figured out these little tactics that you can do in these situations that give you like a guaranteed win if, if you know them. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be really difficult to find. Yeah. No, that's true. But then there are a lot of patterns that you just figure out on your own just by playing a lot. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, to improve your chess game, you do have to learn openings. I mean, that, that's kind of that's kind of be one of the most basic things to really help you set up at the beginning. <laughs> I wouldn't say you have to learn openings. It, it, it's useful in that if you know an opening and you can play into it consistently, it'll get you through to the mid-game, and yeah. then you're going to start learning the mid-game a lot, but I think if you just memorize openings, you're going to miss out on a, a lot of things that you can learn, um, I guess. That's true. Like, Ooh. the situational... Yeah, like you just. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Finish. No, go ahead. Well, you, we just had a game recently, remember, where I like to play the London system, mm-hmm. and you, because you know I do that, you had learned to push that rook pawn. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Noah, I, I, I moved my bishop out, my light square bishop. No, I'm sorry, my dark square bishop. And um, when I get that out, Noah pushed his rook pawn. So he would trap my bishop because when you develop in the London system, you don't you don't try to move that bishop back. Your only option is to move it towards um, your uh, side uh, pawn structure there. Mm-hmm. So Noah ended up trapping my bishop and winning a bishop for two pawns. So he was up material. Yeah, it's right off the beginning. Right off the bat. So now I, I learned in the future if he pushes that rook pawn. To attempt to trap my my um, bishop, then then I, I should respond differently, you know. So he punished me for that. Which is <laughs> good. Probably won't get away with that again. No, but I mean now I know. So yeah. it is it is learning patterns and repetition and even learning an opening. If you just learn one and you try to stick with it, well then your opponent can can learn the opening that destroys that opening, you know. <laughs> so yeah, to be good at chess, you have to play a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a downfall. I mean, it's just like, just like with any game, um, there are unique things about it, and it's not unique to chess that you have to play a lot to be good. But the more you do play, the more of a foundation of knowledge you have to play. So it's like, how maybe like how a computer AI will make decisions based on a ton of data that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more games you play, the more experience you have. Yes. Generally, the better decisions you'll make in the future. So, I mean, that's why GMs who have been playing since they've been six years old and younger, whenever they first learn how to play, um, like Rocky and I have no chance of ever being able to compete with them. (laughs) No. But we can't compete with each other. 
we and that's the fun of <laughs> that's the fun of chess. Right. Right. Oh yeah, you good. Oh, I thought you were gonna go. Um, uh, I got something. But... Oh, you do? You got something? Well, I was just gonna I was gonna circle back to something you said at the beginning of our whole conversation that men should be playing chess. It's good for men to play chess. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it better for a for men for men to play chess? than to sit and watch TV and snack or to play a video game or to, you know, obviously there you got to be balanced. It's not like you're just saying, just play chess, never read books, never read your Bible. Yeah. You're not saying that, but so what are you saying? What What is like, what do a lot of men opt for sometimes that they would actually be benefited more by just like maybe sitting down and playing a game of chess? Sure. Yeah, video games would be a big one. Um, I mean, instead of just... I mean, In chess, you're you're playing against somebody who they're going to make decisions that you can't predict. So there are a lot of benefits to um, that kind of competition. Where if you're playing a video game, maybe you're fighting a monster that you fought before and you know exactly what it's going to do, and you just do the same basic yeah. tactics and you just roll out of the way of its attack exactly. and go hit it, whatever. In chess. Yeah, it's like like we said, no two games are similar. Um, so you're going to be forced to think differently every single time you play. And you're actively having to think and make decisions and moves instead of just running around in a video game, doing endless repetition. Exactly. Whatever. Leveling up. Yeah, just, just grinding away. Well, you know World of Warcraft? Have you ever played that or seen it? Never played it. I so I used to play it. Button. You get to a point where you max out in level, and what you do is you try to get the best items in the game, kind of thing. So you do these things called raids, where you go into like a, a dungeon, I guess, or whatever, or a place, and yeah. you fight really big monsters, and then you get to a final boss. And people will run through those raids over and over and over again because the final boss has a point zero zero one percent chance of dropping this very rare item mm-hmm. to get that item. So, so those kind of games, it gets to a point where it tugged at the heartstring of man to want to explore. Like, that's what RPGs do. Um, yeah. Uh, MMO are massive multiplayer online, those, those role-playing games. It's, it tugs on the heart of man to fight and to explore and to conquer and level up and, and gain. But then it gets to a point where it, be, it does become vanity. It becomes like, like you are, you're not learning anything anymore. You're just doing the same thing. Um, and then chess is this never-ending, learning curve which is what's beautiful mm-hmm. about it so I don't know I was just interacting with what you were saying but th- there are so many games like that that become mindless and numbing and a waste of time and I would say even a, a majority mm-hmm. of video games are a waste of time some of them can mm-hmm. can like like League of Legends did really play on a lot of the same things chess plays on strategy knowing your opponent but then but then and working with a team working with a team teamwork was different. that was a little different but the problem with League is these extremely long um, games of repetitively doing the same thing in each game. Um, so, and then the toxic community. Of course. So it's more of a time drain. You can sit down and play a 10-minute game of chess and really stimulate your mind when you might get the same stimulation of your mind after three or four hours of League. It takes a, long, it takes a lot longer. Because right. think about it, you just sit there and farm minions until a team fight. A team fight is kind of like chess the whole time. 
Like a team fight's the only extremely strategic heavy. Yeah. Uh, like like their strategy throughout the whole game of league. But when you get to the team fights, when you got to be very very careful. If you make a mistake, you can lose the game. Um, chess is like that the whole time. <laughs> you right. have to you have to be on your game the whole time. Right. If you make one blunder, exactly, you could lose the game. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So I guess that's that's kind of my point. A lot of video games don't really pick up on that very well. Right. Which is why chess is awesome. Another thing. Another have, point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe last thing. Yeah, we can kind of wrap up here. That sounds good. I just want to talk about the the beauty of the game of chess. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I've watched some professional players, professional games when they have professional commentators, and they're pretty interesting to listen to. But but they talk about how it's like a, it's a really sharp point in the game where one move can really decide the outcome, uh-huh. and maybe somebody just finds this incredible what they call beautiful move. Um, like, maybe it it's a move, and, and behind this move there's an idea of some kind of attack that they're trying to make. They're, they're trying to target a specific weakness. So it's, like, really hard to see. Yeah. Um, or they have some kind of idea that's kind of far off in the future. Like, yeah. So that... Can I interact, or did you want to... Did you keep running with that? No, go ahead. The, what's so cool about these beautiful moves, these excellent chess moves that have like a, this huge idea behind it, and but so right when it happens, everybody else can see it, but nobody else mm-hmm. discovered it. Just the guy that found it. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I go back and I watch these like grandmaster level games, and then those moves happen, where it's just like, and then this, this happened. Like, sometimes Agamator, he, he would stop. He, he says, pause the video and look for the best move. Yeah. And then, obviously, I would never find it. And then and then he would play it and say, so he played this, and here's why, like, this just, like, totally disarmed the the, the opponent entirely. And it's cool because he that's the guy that finds it. And then everybody else, it's like, oh, that's so obvious, right, when you see it, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but it's not obvious when you're playing because yeah. you only have so much time in the time games. So I don't know that that is really that is a very beautiful, pretty thing. It's like when you're watching somebody um, accomplish something that you couldn't do, and you're like, "That was good. That was impressive." Yeah. Or say something in a way, like say something about God that you've never heard put that way before. You're like, mm-hmm. you know what? That was um, that was a beautiful way to put that. Um. So yeah, chess does have that that awe factor when somebody makes those kind of moves. Hmm. Especially a move where, I mean, like, you could try to make a move like that, and it could turn out good or bad. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's really cool when it turns out to be like yeah. the deciding factor in the whole game. Yeah. Well, well, here, something we haven't talked about yet that I guess as we wrap up, the queen sacrifice. Hmm. That idea. So we talked about always trying to like keep everything safe and do even trades and get try to get up on top. But there is a there's there's a moment where these beautiful moves can happen where it is more advantageous to sacrifice your most precious piece and be down on material where technically they're up, but you have such a strategic position and advantage from that sacrifice yeah. that you win. You can get a mate off that. And and those moves those are so beautiful when you see those like queen sack somebody sacks the queen. Um to win 
I mean, those are insane. You yeah. love seeing those. I, I saw one where Hikaru had three queen sacks in one game, I think. <laughs> Have you seen that game? That's like one of his better games, I guess, apparently. I but he, he, wow. he pushed pawns down, and he like... It, just the way the game worked out, he sacked a queen like three times because he kept getting him out of pawns. Um, and it just was the winning move for him. And they're beautiful when you catch those. Yeah. Yeah, every piece, including the king, is essentially a tool. And the the, the concept of a sacrifice is such a basic <laughs> component of chess. Yeah, and it's so biblical. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, whenever we're talking about strategy, it's we can also liken it to, or we can consider how God is also strategic. Yes. He does. In the fullness of time, mm-hmm. he sent forth his son strategically. Mm-hmm. You have to gain the victory. Yeah, exactly. Like what, what his people thought was like a sacrifice that would actually put God in a losing position. Like Satan literally thought he won. Exactly. Christ died, but that <laughs> that itself was the victory. That was the queen sack. That was the sun sack. <laughs> sun the sun sacrifice. Yeah. But he did. That was his. That was his checkmate on uh, on Satan, which is beautiful. It was the beautiful move. It was the precious move. Yeah. No one. Saw no it one coming. saw it. <laughs> and then you look at it. It's like oh, it's yeah. so obvious. And then in retrospect, you're like, oh, atonement for sin. Yeah. Of course, I needed a sacrifice. It's everywhere in the Bible. Exactly. Yeah, you read Isaiah 53, you're like, duh, you're to die on a cross. But the Jews didn't get it, you know. But yeah, so, so this is the beauty of chess. It plays on God's world. It's a game based on God's world. Based yeah. in God's world. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any last thoughts? Chess is fun. I think I'm chessed out. You want to go play a game? Yeah, we're going to go play right after this. Um, also, we're, we're going to do this. Let's do this. Let's toss our chess.com profiles on the podcast notes. And if anybody oh, yeah, wants sure. to challenge us, we would be happy to play. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll, throw, we'll, throw, our, uh, we'll throw our usernames in there. And, uh, and if you really want to, you can look back at my games and see how much Noah beats me. If you can see if it's 10 to 1 or not. <laughs> you can fact check it. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, well, I'll put our usernames in there. And if you want to challenge us on chess.com. I also have lead chess. If somebody prefers lead chess, I can do that one too. Yes, same. You got the chess? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. I hope this was encouraging and helpful in some way. We just really like chess and um, wanted to just have a conversation about chess. We love it and think it's based in God's world. It's a based game. It's very based. Very based. It's very based. Well, to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Soli Deo Gloria. Gloria.